The Scroll, Chapter 13, Wisdom When Kohelet came back to his senses, it was dark outside. Benjamin was snoring beside him in the bed. He had a faint recollection of Benjamin giving him medicine. Esther and Eli had been there too, along with the frowning, narrow face of the healer. Whatever was in the healer's potion had put him into a deep sleep. He was hungry, and that was a good thing. Swinging his feet to the floor, he carefully stood up. There was no dizziness in his head or pain in his chest. Shuffling over to his desk, he sat down and looked out at the night sky. The moon was almost full, which meant the Feast of Booths would start any day now. He hadn't just been sick for the night. He'd been in bed for more than a week. A covered clay bowl sat next to the unlit oil lamp. He lifted the lid, and the potent smell of a lamb curry wafted out. There was flatbread inside, and although the curry was cold, it tasted wonderful. He ate it all and then searched in the bucket overhead where he found an orange. Standing there, peeling the fruit, he found himself staring at the torn edge of the Tahotep scroll. It was a parchment version, a practice scroll from his younger days when Simeon had taught him the art of transcribing text. His journey from a mere scribe, responsible for copying out the text put on his desk, to the chief archivist in charge of the entire collection had been a slow climb. In those early days, he'd never dreamed of being one day in charge of the king's library and had been content with his job as a scribe. His love of learning kept him at his desk long after the other scribes departed for the evening, especially if a new scroll was assigned to him. He could still remember the day when Simeon, the former chief archivist, had brought him a copy of the Instructions of Tahotep, a book of Egyptian wisdom written almost 2,000 years earlier. We need a new copy, Simeon growled, but there was a sparkle in his eyes. I want you to only work at it when the others are gone, so you can concentrate and make sure it's a perfect copy. But first, you must read it over many times, for I will check your work personally when you are done. Kohelet's hand shook as he unrolled the scroll. Tahotep was the crowning jewel of ancient wisdom literature, and never before had a younger copyist been permitted to touch the king's copy. Simeon must have known how badly he wanted to read this scroll. For the next few months, Kohelet pored over the words, learning them by heart before carefully transcribing them onto a new parchment. He carefully digested each sentence as he memorized the book and added it to the wise sayings he already carried in his mind. Kohelet brought his thoughts back to the present and touched the brittle parchment. An edge broke free and fluttered to the ground. Decay pervaded even the transmission of wisdom. He'd seen it throughout his time in the library, but he had tried to ignore it. There had been the ancient tablet, Melek dropped and shattered before it was even read. Then there was the scroll the slave boy ruined, and the many parchments eaten by rodents are simply decaying back into dust. Leaving the Tahotep scroll in the bucket, he pulled out his own and unrolled it on the desk. He found where he had read to Esther just before he went down to buy Simca back from Caleb. The thought of that day brought back a sorrow that pressed down on him. He sank into his chair, took a deep breath, and traced a finger over the last words he had scratched onto the scroll. Wisdom earns a person more respect than ten rulers in a city, yet there is not a righteous person on earth who always does right and never sins. So do not pay close attention to everything people say, or you will eventually hear someone insult you. Even then, do not get upset, for you know in your heart you have done the same to others. He had made this very mistake with Eli when he had first moved into the market, entering into an argument with him over a theoretical idea that was both impossible to prove and also trivial. At the time, Kohelet had been desperate to have the market worker's approval and had insulted Eli's intelligence. 
It was only Eli's humility and grace that had repaired their relationship and forgiven those rash words. Even the wisest person in the world could instantly become a fool by speaking in haste, in anger. Kohelet shook his head at the distasteful memory. Walking the path of wisdom inevitably brought your own failures into sharp focus. The more you thought about life, the more you realized how little you actually knew. He read the next lines. All this I tested by wisdom, but when I made it my goal to be wise, wisdom eluded me. A complete understanding of our existence is out of reach and most profound. It is impossible to comprehend. Mariah's appearance in the archives had come at the pinnacle of his dark thoughts about how futile it was to keep pursuing more knowledge. Her interest in him as a man and not just a scholar had awakened deep passions as she encouraged him to cast off the restraints of his beliefs and freely indulge in the pleasures of life. For a time it was all-consuming. He'd never felt so alive, so free. But then her freely given love slowly gave way to subtle demands. Over time he realized Mariah cared far more about her own plans to carve out a role for herself in the court. His sense of freedom gave way to guilt and unhappiness. The physical connection could not cover up the fact there was no lasting love for him in her heart. The memory of those broken-hearted days wearied him, and his pen felt like a metal rod as he lifted it to the parchment. There was no point in hiding this chapter of his life. It would help others to be warned of the incredible power of those intimate connections. He dipped his pen into the ink. So I turned away from searching out wisdom and knowledge, only to discover that folly leads to sin and foolishness to madness. My life became more bitter than death, for I was trapped in a relationship with a person whose heart was a snare and whose hands were chains. Only the wise may find a way to escape. The fool will be caught. He had been a fool to get caught up in Mariah's schemes. He wanted so desperately to be loved, to have someone who truly cared about him, that he had ignored Benjamin's warnings until the truth was staring him in the face. A hunger for an honest relationship was at the heart of being human. It was not good to be alone. But in a broken world, you quickly discovered that people would seek their own way at someone else's expense, even someone they wanted to care about. He traced the next lines. Here is what I discovered as I went from one person to another to find what my soul longed for. In the multitude of men and women I met, I found only one who was virtuous, and I came to this conclusion. Although God created mankind righteous, his people have pursued many schemes. Benjamin snored and Kohelet smiled. He was fortunate to have Benjamin in his life, a friend he could completely trust. Benjamin was a person who consistently cared for others, even though he had been treated poorly so often. Kohelet would have lost everything if Benjamin had not covered for him and kept up appearances at the library during his affair with Mariah. Benjamin kept the library functioning during those lost days, finding the books that were asked for, and even doing copy work for Kohelet. He was slow and methodical, but he stayed at the desk for as many hours as it took to complete a project. His writing had improved until it was a fair match for Kohelet's own penmanship. His mind went back to the days when he and Benjamin had begun their friendship. It had been a meeting of minds, for Benjamin also loved the study of literature. Unknown to everyone, Benjamin slowly became a master of ancient wisdom writings, for he read and studied constantly, at times even more than Kohelet. The slave had used the monotonous hours of cleaning and arranging scrolls and tablets to slowly commit entire sections of book to memory. Kohelet had been irritated with him one day, listening to his incessant mumbling, and asked what he was going on about. 
Benjamin cleared his throat and launched into a flawless recital of the entire Tahotep scroll. That was amazing. How did you do that? I just learned a bit each day. Master, are you displeased? No, not at all. Hearing you speak it instead of reading it off the scroll brings Tahotep's words to life. The pain in your voice when you recited the opening words about his old age were powerful. If only others could hear you, they might actually appreciate Tahotep's great wisdom. Benjamin shook his head vigorously. No, master, you must be the only one who knows. It could bring me great trouble if they found out I was reading the king's books instead of doing my work. This must be our secret. Kohelet had reluctantly agreed, but the incident made him rethink his definition of wisdom. He had been trained to look for it in the old and educated, but here was a man who not only had great knowledge, but also knew how to apply it to his current situation. That was true wisdom. Tahotep had put it well. A perfect word is hidden more deeply than precious stones. It is to be found near the servants working at the millstone. It was a good teaching, and one that needed to be in his own scroll. Dipping his pen, he wrote by the light of the moon until his shoulders cramped and his hand ached. A sudden wave of exhaustion swept over him. If his health didn't improve, he just may need to have Benjamin write the scroll while he dictated it to him. For now, he needed to rest. Rolling up the scroll, he put it back in the bucket and crawled into bed. Even if he did not finish the scroll, wisdom would not die with him. It was too powerful and valuable. He looked over at the desk and imagined himself gone and Benjamin hunched over the desk, working away on the scroll. He smiled and drifted off to sleep.